Welcome to the Body Love Mindset Connection Podcast. I'm your host, Shan Elizabeth Clay. I'm a multifaceted online entrepreneur who is obsessed with being her best self and showing you how to do the same. On this podcast, I'm going to show you whole new ways to think about healthy, active living with a side of real life. Body Love Mindset Connection is about learning to love who you are right now while pursuing your happiest, healthiest, highest vibe self. So let's get to it. Hey everyone, Shannon here. I just wanted to do a little intro before this week's episode. There is a content warning for this week's episode. It is very brief. It is at 12 minutes and goes to 13.50. So that is just a little warning for those who need it. Otherwise, please enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Body Love Mindset Connection podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Elizabeth Clay. And today on the podcast, I have something special going on. I am interviewing a friend and former client who is here to share what is honestly an incredible story of transformation. When she tells you her like point A to where she is right now is gonna blow your mind. And I know so many of you are going to relate to her on such a deep level. I'm excited for everybody just to hear her story. So without further ado, Jess, please introduce yourself. Hello, Uh, my name is Jessica Arbor and I live in Denver, Colorado with uh, my boyfriend and my three kids and his two kids. Um, And I am a personal trainer at a place called The Perfect Workouts. We have locations all over the country and uh, it's a pretty new role for me and I love it so much. So that's where I'm at now. (laughs) I love that. And we're going to dive into that part of your story after, but right now give everyone a sense of where you started, where you were coming from before we met. Yeah. So my weight loss and body image and just health <laughs> uh, roller coaster really started young. I struggled with my weights my entire life. Um, when I was about nine, I think that was when I really uh, realized that my weight was quote unquote, not okay. Um, I didn't think about it before, but then I would hear people talking. I would hear my mom comment on it, either uh, to a friend I just overhear or to me, not directly, not like in a mean way, but it started making me self-conscious. So question. So you would actually hear your mother over talking about you to friends and your body. Yeah. Other, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't even like she, I'm pretty sure she knew I was right there. Wow. <laughs> but, wow. Okay. So I remember those comments very well and like thinking, oh, like my body's not okay. Like I'm not supposed to be like this. And, you know, that's when I started comparing myself to other people. And soon after that, of course, getting like the teen magazines and all of these, you know, the Delia catalogs. I don't know if everyone remembers that, but (laughs) back in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And 
yeah, I, I just kind of became obsessed with the idea of being skinny. Mm. And I think my first diet was when I was nine or 10. Oh, um, really? That young, eh? Yes. And it was sort of uh, prompted by my mom and my doctor, you know, mm. just kind of telling me to stop eating so much, or they were worried I was like sneaking food. And mm. mind you, I was chubby, but I was not like terribly overweight. It that, wasn't. I was just about to ask you that because that has been, that was my experience. And that's been a, the experience of so many people that a, I work with. And I've just talked with in general that this idea of what was on, on, overweight and unacceptable in the nineties is what is like perfectly average today. And like, now I look back and I'm like, no, like, yes, I had a little bit of, you know, extra meat on the bones, if you want to say it that way, but in actuality, I was pretty regular. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's, it's sad when I think about it now, like think about my younger self and I've worked a lot of this <laughs> through therapy, just had to, um, you know, revisit those moments and sort of kind of walk through them in a different way in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I started a fitness program when I was 12 um, and I did actually, from 12 to like 14, 15 was the first time in my life that I felt normal um, because I, I, you know, went through a growth spurt. And so all of a sudden I was tall and everything kind of stretched out. And so I wasn't skinny, but I was thin-ish. I looked more like, you know, what I imagined that I was supposed to look like. Um, and I started getting attention uh, mm. from older guys. And it, so that kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And so it was like this, I just, everything was about my body. You mm -hmm. know, it was like, I, I could feel good about it, but then it made me feel weird because, you know, I was developing breasts and, you know, all of a sudden I didn't look like a kid anymore. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, I'd get like cat called walking down the street of my little town and just ugh, so weird. Yes. <laughs> yes. And honestly, like what you say is so true. It's that's just a really um, difficult time, I'd say, for like all young women whose bodies are changing, but especially when you're dealing with weight issues and all of a sudden you're getting positive attention. I'm doing air quotes, positive attention but it's very conflicting because it doesn't feel good. And that starts an internal conflict that I, I know at least myself, I carried for a really long time, that conflict of, I don't really like that attention, but I'm told I'm supposed to almost, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's completely, um, <laughs> conflicting stories mm -hmm. that were told like, uh, and yeah. So that kind of, that lasted, you know, just a few years and, but I was still obsessed with like, you know, trying to figure out how to stay skinny. I wanted to be skinnier. I was not as skinny as the model and the magazines that I was getting, you know, I was mm -hmm. I still didn't look like that. So I had completely like turned my attention to getting 
to that spot uh, with my body. Mm. It didn't work because I'm not built like that. My metabolism is different. I'm just not, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the style was like Kate Moss, like heroin chic, like the super yes. skinny waist mm-hmm. like that was absolutely, is not my body type. Like mm-hmm. even if I tried, I would never look like that. Yes. Not understand that. (laughs) Right. And the super low rise jeans. Why did we have to grow up in the era of the ultra low rise jeans? And it's coming back too. I know that's absurd. I just don't understand. Like I'm going to give everyone like six months to be like, are we crazy? What's happening? And then to realize this is an ultra mistake, but even like at no point in my life, even at my ultra fittest, did I look good in low rise jeans? No way. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> it's a very specific body type that actually looks good in those jeans. Very, very specific. I enjoy my high rise. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mom jeans all the way. <laughs> yes. I'm down for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh. So anyway, that's, um, that was like the, the start of my story. And then depression mm-hmm. rolled in. I was just about to ask, what toll did that take on your mental health, given especially how young it started? Yeah, so it was definitely, <clears throat> it was definitely a lot of my weight and the way people treated me because of the way I looked and mm-hmm. the difference, like the just crazy difference between when I had extra weight on me and when I didn't, because oh, 100%. I was like told multiple times, like around the age 13, 14, that I should be a model. And, you know, I actually went to like a modeling school for a couple months. And then I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this is absolutely not for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I'd get all of this really positive attention when I was thinner. And then as soon as I'd start putting on weight, everyone's like, "Mm." like, I actually had a couple people tell me, well, you know, you're pretty, but you know, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of fat or, you know, you, Oh yeah. So overweight or something. And, and again, I was not that overweight. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable what people think or thought or think that's like a compliment, like the, your pretty butt. Like the amount of times I got that you're pretty, but you have a pretty face, but the pretty yeah. face. Oh, that one was like, mm, let me show you face. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but in all honestly, it's outrageous what people used to, or maybe they still do. I don't know. Think is acceptable to say to people. And again, the toll it takes on mental health is unbelievable. So sorry, keep going. Oh yeah. So it's, I, it was terrible and it just kept snowballing into more more you know overeating because I was depressed or you know feeling just whatever whatever that was it it made me want to fill that that hole and so food I'm an emotional eater I always have been like even when I was little Mm -hmm. um, that's where I find comfort and so it just kept getting worse and worse and the more weight I gained the more depressed I got the less I would go out and do stuff, the more I would eat, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just crazy cycle until when I was 16. Um, I had, I had a few, um, not 
awesome things happen to me mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was 15 and 16. Um, I guess trigger warning. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was, I was raped um, more sorry, than once. Um, I'm so sorry. It was at the time, like I really didn't even like the word rape didn't fit my experience because in my head it was so different, you know, it was yep. like violent and like some stranger in the middle of an alley at night, you know, yep. so I really internalized all of that and it made my depression like 10 times worse. And, um, over my 16th year, I gained like 60 pounds and I got to my highest weight, which was 200. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, I think right around the time I turned 17, that's when I weighed about 200. And I was really like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so unhealthy. I felt terrible about myself. I felt, you know, just, I, I couldn't walk very far without getting winded. I, mm-hmm. it was just, I knew that I had to stop. And so then I got back on the yo-yo diet roller coaster. Um, and I just, I got caught, caught up in it again. Like, it's so hard when everyone's telling you, you know, well, you need to go on a diet, you know, you mm-hmm. need to not eat carbs. You need to low fat everything. Cause this was also mm-hmm. around the time where everything was supposed to be low fat, zero fat, mm-hmm. um, which is completely opposite of where I'm at now. But mm-hmm. so I did the slim fast and I did the diet pills and I would like go on runs or try to go on runs every day. And I did lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a few years and it was kind of up and down, but it wasn't healthy. I didn't feel yes. good. So can I interrupt you for just a second? Firstly, I want to say how wonderfully brave you are for sharing your truth with my audience, because I know that's challenging. And I know that was probably really hard. So I want to, A, thank you. And then secondly, just say sorry to 15 and 16-year-old Jessica, who had to go with that and deal with that. And then second, or thirdly, And I know you see this now, but I think maybe it's important to highlight for the audience that the dieting and all this stuff was what was used to try to solve trauma. Yes. And that was never the solution for trauma. Yes. And so again, I know now you've dealt with a lot of that trauma and that's made all these other solutions fall into place. But back then you were dealing with all this trauma you had, again, weight gain would have never have been, again, it's never anybody's fault in the first place. I don't believe in that, but like, certainly when you have that much trauma, it's, it's a symptom of the trauma. It's not a symptom of anything else. Right. So it's important that people recognize that at a time when a teenager needed help to deal with trauma, she was given dieting 
She was given weight loss. She was given all these other things that weren't the solution to trauma. They were trying to fix a symptom. So it was just all this backward stuff when really what 15, 16 year old Jess needed at that time was understanding therapy, help with real issues. Yeah. And then everything else probably would have been, you know, sorted out differently. But again, it was the nineties. And I know again, myself, trauma was also thrown. I was diets were thrown at me and fitness programs as a way to cope with trauma. But we now know that it's the work, the therapy work that solves the trauma so that then we can address other things in our lives. So anyways, I just wanted to thank you for sharing that part of your story and then let you continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's such a good reminder for people for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That was not, that was not the solution. And that wasn't me taking care of myself. That was me trying to change just change my body so that I was more lovable because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what I felt unlovable you know yeah and so it was you know just a few more years of like the dieting and exercise and if I kept it up you know I stayed thinner um mm-hmm. but definitely not healthy. My body started hurting, you know, like late teens, early twenties, you should not be dealing with like achy yes. or things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I was 21. I was pretty young. Um, but all of a sudden I had this other life inside of me that I needed mm. to nourish. And it's kind of messed up that that's what it took for me to really think about it. Um, but I started learning about nutrition and, you know, really feeding my body the things that it needed. And once I, you know, once she was outside of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was worried about her, but then I still was not taking care of myself. Yes. I had two more kids. Same thing happened, you know, when I was pregnant with them, I was eating really well. I was taking all the omegas. I was eating sardines, which are not, (laughs) I was eating them for their brain health and like all of these things. And once they were on the outside, I continued that pattern with them, but still not for myself. Yeah. So you can see why that is the case now, right? Yes. 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 And just for the audience, it's because, um, you know, when we're internalized to be a people pleasers, and B, to put every single person ahead of ourselves, that included our newborn baby, where all of a sudden we're like, there, we have to put this person ahead of ourselves. This person is in me, which means I have to take care of me. But the second the baby is outside of ourselves, then we are able to focus on the external. It's no longer a part of us. Therefore, we no longer have to put any attention on ourselves because really we never were in the first place. Yes, exactly. And I, yeah, and I didn't see it like that. Like I just didn't understand because mm-hmm. I didn't think about myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so it was, it just was like that uh, same, same patterns over and over again until about 2017, I think, yeah. is when I started therapy. And my therapist was, uh, she practiced somatic therapy. So she, um, 
taught me how to connect to my body. And so we'd be sitting there and she'd be like, okay, I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to feel the bottoms of your feet. I want to, I want you to feel where your feet touch the floor. I want you to feel your bottom on the sofa. I want, you know, and she would just like, every time I'd be talking about something intense, she would pause and tell me to like, or ask me where I feel it in my body. Like, what am I feeling? And that really opened my eyes to um, how much emotional pain and just emotions in general are connected and like just in your body. Yes. And so that, um, that's where the transformation really started. And so it's, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a knowledge seeker. So I started like researching everything about that. And I got into yoga and I got into meditation and because I still was not um, loving myself the way I needed to be, it wasn't consistent. And so, you know, the kids needed more of my attention. I would just kind of put myself aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my weight continued to fluctuate and I've continued to struggle with, you know, body image issues and, um, you know, that balance yeah. and still go to the extremes where, you know, for a month I'm doing yoga every day, meditating and eating, you know, just whole foods. And then I'm like, oh, I can't keep this up. And so then everything would just go out the window and I'd go back to just, you know, what, like eating whatever or yeah. Not. Um, and so I think it was 2019, 2018 or 19, when I started following you on Instagram and, you know, I, I followed like a couple of accounts, um, but you were just so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I remember it was like one of those times where I was just like feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to lose this weight because it doesn't feel good on my body. And, you know, I need to be healthy. And I knew in my head, these things, you know, I knew what nourishing my body was now, you know, at that point, I understood that it was taking care of myself and I just needed to take the steps to do it. Mm-hmm. And so seeing you on Instagram and like, I actually, the first time I saw you was just like going through the uh, discovery page or whatever. Oh, like, really? Oh, that's funny. Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. It was a side by side. It was one of your like weight loss pictures. And so it was, yeah. a, it was actually, I think it was somebody took your, your photo, your photo side by side and like, yes, yeah. or something else. And I was like, wait, but who is this? <laughs> so you and amazing. Like, oh. like all the time I was like, just, I would watch you and I'm like, she's so inspirational. I need to do that. And so it was, um, I know that I reached out to you. I think you reached out to me through Instagram. Like, yeah, maybe in 2021, maybe it was before that. Oh, really? I think it was 2020. Oh, okay. Because you were, um, doing a course or a, a coaching Thing. I can't remember, but you reached out and we talked about it a minute and I was like, oh, I want to do it. But you know, I, yeah. the kids, the kids have like all their stuff and I got to pay for that. And that, you know, that takes time. And mm-hmm. 
maybe later someday I'll do it someday yes like over and over I it, it might have been 2019 the first time <laughs> it was like I'm gonna do this but not right now yeah I finally just got so tired of going it alone and trying to figure it out and you know just getting discouraged and not having any help or advice or support from anyone mm-hmm. and I <laughs> I can't remember what I what I said to you but I was like okay I remember yes. okay so I remember and well I remember one key line so I was like that is so interesting and also I have goosebumps because of like what's happening right now. But I remember you saying one of these days, Shannon, I'm going to be one of your success stories. And I said, I know, I know. (laughs) And I remember saying, well, like why one of these days, like, like why not now? Like, why can't you be a success story now? And you just had no good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, that was, that was the, one of the first things you said when you were like ready to commit. And you said, one of these days, I'm going to be one of your success stories. Girl, damn. Yeah, you are. <laughs> of course you are. Oh, that made me tear up. <laughs> I, know. I wow. love it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about coming into coaching and because you came in with knowledge, like that's the difference between you and some other people that I've worked with. Some people I'm starting from scratch with other people come in with some knowledge in different areas. And you came in with actually quite a bit of knowledge in nutrition. Um, So share with me again, coming in with knowledge, what the coaching experience was like. Yeah, I, (laughs) it's funny because I, I, every program or anything that I see, I'm like, I already know all of this stuff. Like I know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've done my research. I was going to be a nutritionist. Like I started studying for that. Oh yeah. Didn't continue, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was, it was really like, okay, yes, I do know all of these things, but what am I doing about it? You know, mm. I need help. I need support. I need different knowledge from other people who have been there and, you know, gone through it and come out the other side, a better person. And mm-hmm. I just, I needed that. And yeah, I was just tired of just, you know, going it alone. I was tired of it and not seeing success and not feeling good. Um, mm-hmm. So I remember when I made the, you know, the appointment to have that discovery call, <laughs> I was like, hey. You just need to do it. And yeah. so I had to prioritize, like I did not have extra money. I did not, uh, it was, you know, new at a job that I, um, I was marketing for a garden center and single mom, you know, mm-hmm. living in a two bedroom apartment with three kids and dog. And it was just like, not ideal timing as far as money was concerned but yeah. I knew that I had to prioritize myself. And so I figured it out. <laughs> I love that because um, it's, it's interesting. One um, strong belief I have about myself and my own personal transformation is that transformation starts with the transaction. And it's when you start with that first transaction of going, I'm going to do this. 
and I'm willing to put skin in the game, mm. that all of a sudden we start taking different actions because we start taking ourselves a lot more seriously. And so it's really interesting that, yeah, the second you made the decision to prioritize yourself, you made that tri- transaction, all your actions after that were different. Yes, yes, they definitely were. And it was, it was too, because it was a group coaching program. It was like, not only did I feel like then I had the support and I had knowledge and inspiration from you and just Mm -hmm. sort of guidance, you know, but I also had these other women who, you know, were kind of counting on, oh, the, the rest of us to show up. So I wanted to show up every time. So it was like, you know it was positive on both sides. Like I was getting the support that I needed and I was able to offer support to other people. So it was perfect. (laughs) Yes. And I'm not running a group program right now, but that's why I love group programs though, because, um, and again, this is part of why I'm having you on the podcast is that people really learn from other people's stories and people feel so much less lonely um, when they hear their story reflected in someone else. And I, again, we've already mentioned it a few times here, but like a weight loss journey, a health journey, like at the beginning, that's lonely. Like, do you know what I mean? That can be really, really lonely on your own. So, you know, it's one of those things where you have to create or find a community to insert yourself in so that you can have that support. So you can learn, so you can hear the story, so you can feel connected you know yes exactly it's I realize now how important it is for yeah. sure you know I was always like oh well you know I don't have like a friend who's going through the same thing so I guess I'll just do it alone yeah yeah totally <laughs> and lots of people feel that way right yeah you do have to look for it and find mm-hmm. that community and find um support outside of your immediate circle if you don't have that support already you know absolutely and the other truth is too lots of people can be really supportive like you know we all you have people who are supportive outside of the group all this stuff like that however when you're working on certain mindsets around body image around food if someone else has a different perspective on body image if they have a different perspective on food it it, it's not as helpful. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless someone else is working on a similar mindset with you. And that's why it's important to like, yes, have your support of the person who can go like, yeah, yeah, go do it. But when you want to get into the nitty gritty of like yeah. the nuts and bolts of everything, sometimes that person's like, whoa, in over my head, don't <laughs> know how to support you here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 You definitely need people to relate to. Mm-hmm. And like exchange stories and be like, oh yeah, that totally happens to me. Here's what I did, you know, yeah. like <laughs> exactly. So tell me, because I remember seeing your transformation and where things start to click for you. And at certain times, like honestly, like I would say, like there was a three-month mark, and then again at like five to six months, there was a whole new clickage. But tell me on, from your perspective, what were the things that started to really come together over our, our year together? Right. So I think when we started, I had, like, I was going through a breakup 
And so I was just not in a great headspace anyway. And yeah. <laughs> I've been so excited to start the program. And then we started and I was all like sad and depressed. And I think I was just not motivated at all. Mm-hmm. And every time we would meet and, you know, we would all talk and all the ladies are like, oh, you know, I did this. And, you know, it was like exciting. And I'm like, eh, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't do anything. But it was just, you know, a few calls a few sessions with you and everyone else I was like I need to take care of myself like what am I doing you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm paying for a coaching program and I'm not putting any effort into it now you know (laughs) after being so excited to start and it really like just hearing other people's struggles and following the prompts from you and trying to journal even though I'm not great at journaling (laughs) but just digging deeper and I think that's what it was is it was forcing me to really dig deeper I was not um just you know eating healthy it was I was really trying to take care of myself and why have I not been taking care of myself and um it it just changed the way I thought about the whole thing, like food and fitness and everything. It wasn't like this, you know, I, I've, I've been visualizing it like this really steep mountain to climb, like my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, it's diet and exercise and struggle. But once you get through that, you know, you're up the mountain and then I get to be skinny. Like that's mm-hmm. always how it was before. And over the year of coaching, I just realized that it's not, there's no like end goal there's no like top of the mountain skinny part you know it's just Mm -hmm. life and you're just making these small changes you know just and every small change over time adds up Mm -hmm. to a healthy life and there's there's no end point just goosebumps (laughs) I have goosebumps that was fantastic yes and I'm going to catch you in something that you said This is my because, favorite part of the coaching too. Right. <laughs> when you catch me, because I don't catch it. Because <laughs> something that you said, you said for the first little bit, you were showing up to the calls and you, you were the only one not doing anything. And this is where I'm going to catch you. Mm-hmm. You were showing up to every single call. So even though you were having a hard time at that time doing things outside the call, you still showed up every single week, even if you had nothing to add that week, or you thought you didn't because I asked you questions, but you would think that you didn't, you still showed up and let me drill you on questions and get into your mindset and do all these things. And you were participating in every single call. And so every single week you were 100% giving a hundred percent to yourself in those phone calls. Mm -hmm. And that was the consistency. So when everything else kind of started to come together and you were able to then start doing more of the outside stuff, it's because you had already built up the consistency of showing up for the phone calls and talking things out and listening to the positivity, but you were doing something every single week from day one. (laughs) Don't let yourself think any differently. (laughs) That is true. And yeah, that's a huge part of it is consistency. I just needed it. You know, I'm showing up because I just needed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. For My pleasure. <laughs> so what would you say has been, was the biggest transformation that you experienced that year? 
I think the biggest transformation was coming to a point where I love my body no matter what shape it's in as long as I am caring for it <laughs> and you know and even when I'm not you know I can have compassion for myself and it's that was huge so huge I don't I'm look at dying <laughs> I'm dying that you just said that because that is the most powerful statement ever yeah. You love your body regardless, even when we're being hard on it, even when we're being good to it, regardless. Yeah. We're there. It's there for us and we're there for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I do want to, you know, let people know I don't, it's, it's not perfect. It's not all the time. Uh, you know, I don't look in the mirror every time and go, Oh, love that. Love that <laughs> belly hanging out. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also I don't always, um, treat my body the way I would like to, as far as like food and fitness, but I don't feel guilty about it anymore. When I, when I don't like, you know, I really wanted a donut the other day. I drove mm-hmm. through Krispy Kreme. I got two donuts. Yes. A little bit of both because Thanks. I just wanted both of those. <laughs> but that's, that's another thing. Like I didn't have to eat it all and I didn't feel guilty about it. Yes. So it was like, take a bite. Oh my gosh. I'm so bad. And then eat the whole thing just because, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever that is. <laughs> it was like, I was able to enjoy it. And I didn't have to eat the whole thing. And that sort of carries over into like all areas of my life. Yeah. I'm not feeling like, you know, I want to work out one day. It's, um, it's okay. Because it's not because again, there's not like this end goal. It's just this is my lifestyle. This is what I do. So if I'm not feeling it today, it's okay, because it's not like I'm gonna stop, you know? Oh, I'm not going to lie. All I'm thinking is I've got to go try to find like an old elevate call recording to send to you because I think you'll just lose your mind over like how you used to sound and talk compared to hearing you talk right now. It is, it's night and day. And I know, you know that, like, I know, you know, it is night and day. And I, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm just so, 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 so proud of you. So now tell me how's life different now go into how, what is your life now? Share with us. (laughs) So I, uh, in back in March, it sort of happened accidentally, like over the course of coaching with you and then doing physical therapy and really kind of falling in love with strength training. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know about slow motion strength training until physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was, I was not working as a marketing director anymore. I was just sort of looking for like any job until I found another marketing job and accidentally came upon the perfect workouts and they do a whole, you know, physical training, um, certification course. And I started going through it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so, you know, then strength training became huge. I mean, it was already like big in my life, but I still was like, not super confident with it. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I definitely felt 
healthier, stronger. I could, you know, feel the muscle. Just yes, love that. <laughs> and um, as I started working out at the perfect workout, it, I was, I, I honestly, so I got hired as a, a personal trainer there and I was like, oh my gosh, I found the thing that I found the thing that I want to do because not only am I learning how to keep my own body strong, but I get to help other people. And it is amazing. Like the transformations that I've seen in the short time that I've been there Mm -hmm. and talking to people who have been there for longer. And um, yeah, I help people get strong and I help people be healthy. And because of the things I learned from you, I get to talk to them and teach them about balance and like remind them that there's not an end goal. Like, yes. Okay. So you want to get to this weight or this size or, you know, whatever, but this is for life. Like this is just, we're changing your life right now. Yeah. Because if you just think of it as like, oh, well, I'm signing up for a year. And then after a year, I'm done. Cause I got to the point. Well, it's, that's not going to (laughs) work. Exactly. Getting to change people's mindsets around it is amazing. And I'm really working on the ladies who have the the body image issues and like come in there with self-deprecating humor about being fat. Mm-hmm. Like, we do we don't do that here. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. It was, it's still like shocking to me. <laughs> like I'll go to work and I'm like, like, how did I not know that this is the thing that I wanted to do? Well, it's so interesting because, um, you know, I took a similar path, but what I'm reminded of, and I think this is partially probably what you're going to find over the next while too, but you're going to realize that you had to go through all those other experiences to get exactly where you are so that you can help the other women. And it's so funny, like, cause I think about this all the time when I look back on my life and I think of all the hard stuff and all the crappy stuff and I go, why do I have to go through that? And I go, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. Yes. And you know what I mean? I wouldn't be, and you wouldn't be out there helping other women with all your knowledge now. Like it's this ripple effect, but you also had to go through your entire life to get to this point so that you can pay it forward to other women. And I think that's just such a, it's so powerful and it's empowering. And again, that will be part of your story. I know you'll share with the people you work with, like one day it could be them. Do you know what I mean? That's passing it on to somebody else. So amazing. I'm so happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy for me. (laughs) Oh, you should be. Oh my gosh. So I have one final question for you before we wrap it up. What would be your biggest piece of advice for people who are struggling with the confidence to get started, who maybe are struggling with some self-esteem issues, who know they want different, but just are just at the beginning? What's your advice for them? I'd say first piece of advice is just start. I mean, just start and get support. Um, because as you, as you go along, you learn how to do it and how to get more confident and you'll just, it's, but you have to start. Like if you don't just 
make the move, you know, pay the deposit, do, you know, like do the workout at the, wherever you are, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to happen. Cause you'll just keep thinking like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're not going to do it if you don't make that first step. <laughs> so that's like the first piece of advice. Um, second is just be patient with it. Like be patient with yourself and with the process because progress is not linear. It's not, it's, you know, you'll have setbacks and it's really key to just keep going and don't let the setbacks stop you. Mm -hmm. Um, And then thirdly, you gotta just learn to to love yourself like as you are throughout the whole process, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But if you work on it enough, especially with some of Shannon's prompts and, <laughs> and thank lessons. you, I don't even tell her to say that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like the mirror work, like just yeah. you know, there's so many things that that you taught me that helped me just accept my body, and then finally love my body and it's super super important so I'm so glad thank you for that Jess and thank you those I think those are great pieces of advice anything else you want to share any other part of your story that we didn't tap into I don't think so I mean there's so much but (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to just have you back on again I think that's what you're saying is that we'll have to pick another topic and I'll have you back on and we'll talk about that. <laughs> but this was fantastic. I think um, my listeners are just going to relate so deeply to your story. And then to your story of transformation is honestly just so inspirational. Like you are, you're, you're inspirational. You're the inspirational one now, Jess. Like, oh my gosh, like you're the inspirational one. That's, I love it. <laughs> If people want to follow you, if they want to ask you questions, how can they get a hold of you? So I'm on Instagram as uh, at Denver Jess, uh, J-E-S-S. Um, and I'm on there quite often. So people can get a hold of me there. Also, if anyone's interested in uh, learning about slow motion strength training and personal training with the perfect workout, we have locations all over the country. And you can go onto theperfectworkout.com and set up an introductory session at the closest studio to you. Awesome. I love that. Jess, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been such a fabulous conversation. Everyone, I hope that you reach out to Jess and go follow her. Ask her questions. Honestly, I love how I'm like, throw questions at her. Ask no, her totally. questions about what she's do it. done. Do it. Ask her <laughs> questions. I love talking. I love it. Uh, Me too. It's fabulous. All right, my friends. I hope that you are having a beautiful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I will talk to you soon. That's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further, you can follow me on Instagram at Shannon Elizabeth Clay, or you can visit my website, www.shannonelizabethclay.com.